welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Blessed evening, lovelies. I pray all is well with everyone, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for yourselves and others. But if not, and any of you feel you have to force those qualities for whatever reason, then there's discord within the feeling somewhere which must be eliminated. No worries, though, because the power has been granted to all of us to do so, and it is already within us the way has been shown. Still, it is up to each and every one of us to eliminate the discord from our own beings and worlds by connecting to that divine power within ourselves so that the genuine love of God, which we are all created from, can flow effortlessly from the heart of our I Am Presence. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. May y'all be loved. No post tomorrow. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father, and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father, living in me, who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans, I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But, Lord, Why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own, they belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I am coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. 
I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. John 14 5-31 Isis Unveiled, Chapter 11 The power of imagination upon our physical condition, even after we arrive at maturity, is evinced in many familiar ways. In medicine, the intelligent physician does not hesitate to accord to it a curative or morbific potency greater than his pills and potions. He calls it the Visma Dicatrix Naturae, and his first endeavor is to gain the confidence of his patient so completely, that he can cause nature to extirpate the disease. Fear often kills, and grief has such a power over the subtle fluids of the body as not only to derange the internal organs but even to turn the hair white. Ficinus mentions the signature of the fetus with the marks of cherries and various fruits, colors, hairs, and excrescences, and acknowledges that the imagination of the mother may transform it into a resemblance of an ape, pig, or dog, or any such animal. Marcus Damascenus tells of a girl covered with hair and, like our modern Julia Pastrana, furnished with a full beard, Guillemus Paradinus, of a child whose skin and nails resembled those of a bear, Baldinus Ronsaeus of one born with a turkey's waddles, Perius, of one with a head like a frog, and Avicenna, of chickens with hawks' heads. In this latter case, which perfectly exemplifies the power of the same imagination in animals, the embryo must have been stamped at the instant of conception when the hen's imagination saw a hawk either in fact or in fancy. This is evident, for Dr. Moore, who quotes this case on the authority of Avicenna, remarks very appropriately that, as the egg in question might have been hatched a hundred miles distant from the hen, the microscopic picture of the hawk impressed upon the embryo must have enlarged and perfected itself with the growth of the chicken quite independently of any subsequent influence from the hen. H. P. Blavatsky Cornelius Gemma tells of a child that was born with his forehead wounded and running with blood, the result of his father's threats toward his mother, with a drawn sword which he directed toward her forehead. C. Nurtius records the case of a pregnant woman who, seeing a butcher divide a swine's head with his cleaver, brought forth her child with his face cloven in the upper jaw, the palate, and upper lip to the very nose. In Van Helmont's De Injectus Materialibus, some very astonishing cases are reported, the wife of a tailor at Mechlin was standing at her door and saw a soldier's hand cut off in a quarrel, which so impressed her as to bring on premature labor, and her child was born with only one hand, the other arm bleeding. In 1602, the wife of Marcus de Vogler, a merchant of Antwerp, seeing a soldier who has just lost his arm, was taken in labor and brought forth a daughter with one arm struck off and bleeding as in the first case. Van Helmont gives a third example of another woman who witnessed the beheading of 13 men by order of the Duc d'Alva. The horror of the spectacle was so overpowering that she suddenly fell into labor and brought forth a perfectly formed infant, only the head was wanting but the neck bloody as their bodies she beheld that had their heads cut off. And that which does still advance the wonder is, that the hand, arm, and head of these infants were none of them to be found. If it was possible to conceive of such a thing as a miracle in nature, the above cases of the sudden disappearance of portions of the unborn human body might be designated. 
We have looked in vain through the latest authorities upon human physiology for any sufficient theory to account for the least remarkable of fetal signatures. The most they can do is to record instances of what they call spontaneous varieties of type, and then fall back either upon Mr. Proctor's curious coincidences or upon such candid confessions of ignorance as are to be found in authors not entirely satisfied with the sum of human knowledge. H. P. Blavatsky The I Am Discourses, Volume 13 Question, would it help any if we asked beloved Astria to hold a wall of light around Washington and unbind all black magicians? St. Germain, yes, and may I suggest in addition to that, that you call mighty Astria, the mighty divine director, the goddess of liberty, and the queen of light to dissolve every human focus of discord that has been drawn within the city of Washington. That is quite as important as disposing of the entities, because there are vortices of human, destructive activities that have been drawn there, about 10 within the city of Washington. Call beloved Astria to take care of the entities, and the great divine director or mighty victory or any of those to dissolve, consume, and explode all human vortices that have been gathered there, then consume them, because sometimes you need to shatter a thing before the consuming activity can act quickly. Do as you would if it were something exploded. As you visualize, you do not need to know just where they are, but into all those human vortices that are there. See the blue lightning go into that, explode it, then use the violet consuming flame and consume it. As you make that mental picture, it will hasten and intensify the activity of your call to the presence tremendously, because those human vortices there are quite as important, in fact more important now than the entity condition. A lot of the entity condition has been handled there, so that is not as dangerous just now as this other condition. You could do the same thing for New York, but let me explain to you what happens in this activity I am suggesting. When you call the blue lightning into a thing to explode it, you know, just like the roots of a tree, each one of these focuses or vortices there is like a root, and when that explodes, that goes into that, which means into human beings and their feeling world. At first they will be tremendously confused, but as that settles down, they will begin to see and sense divine justice of the thing and their mistake or wrong. So, I feel that activity now is as important, or more important than any one thing that could be done just at this time. I am telling you this today because of your own human creation being dissolved, and as you project that blue lightning into that and see it explode, then it carries into the roots of the thing. I would call for the cause, effect, and record to be consumed, but in each case, just make the one quick, dynamic call. Then take your mind completely off it and let it go forth sustained to do its work. Beloved Saint Germain Mrs. Ballard, can you tell me what it was I brought back the other morning when I saw someone standing in the unfed flame untouched? Was that my human watching the higher mental body instruct me, or was I watching someone else? Saint Germain, for the moment you were watching another's experience, and your great intense desire will bring you into the same activity. This observation was the etheric body of the individual, and this may be done, let all of you take notice of this, this may be done with and through the etheric body of each one, which will carry the radiation into the physical, causing tremendous activity and change to take place. Now you are all getting a tremendous tip there. You see, did I not keep my promise? <laughs>
How great, how great is your privilege and opportunity. Remember, you have the opportunity, the privilege of entering into the unfed flame in the etheric body, carrying the radiation into the physical body which would bring about a very rapid change in the appearance of the physical form, its health and perfection. Question, should we visualize the crystal white light with a golden light? Saint Germain, I think it would be wise not to offer suggestions. Let the wisdom of your presence do that, for perhaps no two of you would require the same color, qualification of activity there. Question, should we make the call just before we go to sleep? Saint Germain, yes, and please don't have any consideration whether you see any immediate result or bring back the memory. Don't be affected by that, just go right on. Before you go to sleep, make that call. If you understand what I mean from the inner standpoint, as soon as you cease to look for results, then how much more quickly will the results come? That sounds like a paradox, but it is true. Now I must say good night to you, beloved ones. Oh, we could go on and on and on for hours and hours. Mrs. Ballard, will you make the ears of the world listen tonight, and speak through my voice on America's power? Saint Germain, God Himalaya has prepared the currents already, and they are waiting to carry it forth. Question, will that go to India? Saint Germain, oh yes. So I will say good night and all love and blessings to you all. May the fullness of that infinite light from your presence anchored within your heart expand, produce its perfection, perfect health, strength, courage, and harmony in your feeling world of action, and glorify you with the serenity and consciousness of command and power that compels obedience to the law of divine order and justice everywhere you move. In the fullness of its infinite power of light, good night. Beloved Saint Germain, 